This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I can't even remember the first words that are supposed to be said. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? It's uh, Sean and Josh, and you're on the Nerd Talks official podcast, Geek Speak, where we watch movies, play movies, play games, and more. <laughs> what more could you ask for? <laughs> for our last episode of the year, I tried. I asked Josh from memory to try and do the intro, and I say it went swimmingly. <laughs> Look, it's not that I don't pay attention. I do. My memory is the worst. <laughs> Welcome to the ep- welcome to episode. Well, I can't even say it now. <laughs> welcome to episode eleven, of the official Nerd Talk podcast, Geek Speak. I'm your host Sean, and joined as always is my co-host Josh. It's not a skirt; it's a kilt. Sicko, Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? You were pretty close, part of it. I told you start with sup nerds and nerdettes. I think I think that works fine. I think it's great. Happy Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa time. <laughs> Yes, the be- the best way to describe this season. Uh, tomorrow's Christmas Eve, Josh. It's Christmas Eve Eve, as Phoebe Buffet said from Friends. I've yet to watch Friends, but I understand what that what those words mean. So I was literally just buying your gift as we started the podcast. So that's fun. Crazy. And you will explain what it is next year. Oh, crazy. This that's a last, long ways away. Yeah, it's our last episode. Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Five days left pretty much of the year? Six days ah. left? That's weird. That's been a very weird year. But this is our last episode of the year. Wow. Um, I'm on Box Office Mojo. No Way Home's made $750 million worldwide. Yeah, it's on the track to billion right now this weekend. Yay! That's wild to me. But we're not here to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. We're here to talk about other things. So oh, dang week, it. I had We did skip Smart House decom-wise, and oh no! <laughs> Smart, Smart House was the peak of, D, of decoms back in the day from my faint memory of my childhood. So if you are not aware of the podcast, if this is your first ep- time ever listening to the podcast, what am I saying? If this is your first time ever... <laughs> I say we release this completely unedited. I'm considering it. Um, <laughs> anyway, if this is your first time ever listening to us, we talk about movies and video games and comic books and superheroes and nerd and geek culture as a whole. That's the idea of the podcast. And this is our final of the year. Usually in each episode or around each episode, we released a either separate audio or part of the podcast itself talking about a different Disney Channel original movie from the beginning of time, as we've established in the 90s <laughs> until now. And we're going through them mostly in order. We have that order has been changed slightly now because we did Halloween Town 2 for Halloween, which is already a month late. <laughs> and it's fine. It's fine. 
and then accidentally skipped Smart House and went to Johnny Tsunami. So then the first one of next year will be Johnny Tsunami. Which you is mean Smart House? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you get, you get what I'm saying, and that's how it works, and it's a way to analyze how Disney's media catered towards solely children and how it changed over a large sample size of a small period of time. But no decom today, because I want to focus on our big jolly bracket, which we'll get into very shortly. And that's what I called it to Josh last night, and the name stuck. The, the, it's a perfect name. And Josh doesn't even know what's on it yet. I haven't told him about it at all yet. I just know I got to say what Christmas movies are better than what. That's all I know. That's pretty much it. But I include soft movies, hard movies. What that is this? Huh? <laughs> um, okay. I will elaborate soon, Josh. Okay. Uh, it's not just Jolly. It's a big Jolly bracket. It's a big bracket. We'll get to it soon. Anyway, because of that, no news, no decom, just the the, the fun holiday cheer of debating. <laughs> of course. But, cool. And I would put things like the Hanukkah movies, but I don't know what a Hanukkah movie is. Huh, let me Google if there's a Hanukkah movie. I mean, there, I, there has to be Hanukkah movies. Hanukkah movies. Here's the thing I don't like. Uh, that... <laughs> This list. Google. I just Google uh, Hanukkah movies. It brings up what to watch. So you had the Seth Rogen movie the night before. Not really a Hanukkah movie. Call me by your name. Definitely not. <laughs> um, the only one, as far as I'm aware, that fits this is the animated Am Sandler movie, Eight Crazy Nights. Well, I will say that Call, Call Me By Your Name. It cannot be a Hanukkah movie because Italians aren't Jewish. Just saying right now, <laughs> impossible. <laughs> We need that print on a shirt. Italians aren't Jewish. So your Zoom cut out when you're laughing? So it's like dead silence and you're judging me? <laughs> it does it again because there's a Zoom threshold of audio. That's wonderful. So I just heard Italians aren't Jewish. Deadpan. Then I heard you wheezing. And then it was put it on a shirt. Perfect. <sighs> But yes, there are no, not enough Hanukkah or like Kwanzaa. Or like there's not enough other holiday cultural movies. So we're not trying to be anti-Semitic by picking Christmas films. All right, Josh, how you doing? I'm been very tired. I'm a, I still work at a movie theater, and it's oh, been sorry. crazy this this past couple of weeks. Two days ago, I twisted my ankle during work, so that was fun. Uh, everything's all good now, but that was a not a fun night. But other than that, it's been neat. So as our as a friend of the podcast, Hunter Ferris said on TikTok recently, which you don't know who Hunter Ferris is and why I said friend of the podcast, he was our last guest on the podcast and our only guest so far on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like you said last guest and you're like, wait a second, we haven't had another guest. We have another one that lined up soon after the holidays who's really, really cool. And I cannot say who it is yet because it's, it's locked in, but not like planned yet. And Josh knows who it is now. And it's a pretty cool person. It is. So there are four types of Christmas movies, as explained by our friend Hunter. Do you know what magic systems, how there's hard and soft magic? No. Okay, well, it's hard and soft is due to turn term with magic systems. Of having hard magic systems means it's like Avatar is more hard than soft because they explain how the magic systems work very thoroughly and there's nothing that can happen in the world that doesn't really ever have some logical explanation. Okay. How, how the like, bending works. The framework of the world makes complete sense in a rigid structure of how bending should function, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's soft magic systems where, like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Harry Potter has some hard magic systems, but it's mostly soft. Where 
anything can kind of happen if we write it in here now. And that's kind of how it works. There's a lot more of a vague idea of magic. And Lord of the Rings is definitely more soft magic based more on themes and actual systems. And it works really well. And obviously some people do it better than others. But anyway, so there's hard and soft Christmas movies. Meaning a hard Christmas movie is a movie that has to be set on Christmas. Like it is intrinsic. Intrin- in, it's needed. <laughs> so so something like A Christmas Carol would be a hard Christmas movie. Yes, because that is is very much in the Christmas. You cannot pull out Christmas. It no longer works as a film. Gotcha. Like you could, where a soft Christmas movie is, it is enhanced by set at Christmas. Like Home Alone is a soft Christmas movie because it's set at Christmas. And the themes of Christmas time and the aesthetic and the story elements help make it Christmas, help make the story better. And if you, but if you if you tweak a few things, you can still have that story without Christmas. That's the idea. Hard and soft doesn't necessarily mean good or bad or any way. Hard and soft Christmas movies still mean they need to be set at Christmas. Yeah. And I also included accidental Christmas movies, which are things like End of the Spider-Verse is an accidental Christmas movie where it happens to be a Christmas time. That's literally where it has nothing to do with plot at all, but it's there. And lastly, there's the mythic ones where it dives into the lore of things like Santa Claus or that are the, the magic of Christmas. Gotcha, gotcha. And all those are in this list. So I'm what curious, this list I'm, is? I'm is, curious to see how many of these you've seen. This list here is movies that we've both seen. Oh. I went through your letterbox, filtered to movies that I've watched, and I've gone through every single one, and it had to do with Christmas at all. It went on the list. Gotcha. And at the end, we'll talk about some honorable mentions of things that you've seen or things that I've seen that we haven't seen together. Like we've both not seen it like individually. Gotcha. So things like you've seen Die Hard, I've not, or I've seen uh, Miracle 34th Street and you've not. So ranking these, are we just ranking them off of like, which is the better movie or which is better at okay. being a Christmas movie? Uh, yes. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the, let's, our first tournament, our first bracket here is Shrek in the Halls. <laughs> Wonderful. Versus the Rankin and Bass, Rudolph the Reddit's Reindeer, and which better embodies to you? What, first off, what is a better? What's just better in general to you? What do you enjoy more? Hmm. And uh, on our first round, everyone, we can use a trump card on each of us. So if you have one, you really want to pass through, but everyone disagrees, say no debate is going through the first round. Hmm. So this is, this is an interesting. I think as a cultural movie, Rudolph the Reddit's Reindeer matters more. So I think it gets points above that over Shrek the Halls. Most people do not know that movie exists, that, that short film. I'd say Shrek the Hall is the better made one, though. But you know, but Rudolph does have a leg up on the culture. Everyone watches. Like it's, a, it's a very much of a yearly tradition for many people. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think that should go forward above Shrek the Halls. I think Shrek the Halls might be more fun. Yeah, I would. If I had to choose between watching both of them uh, outside of this, I'd choose Shrek. But I think for this, I think I gotta go with Rudolph. You think it's a better? Is, you, which one do you think is better like, constructed? Also, the stop motion is really impressive. because uh, the format of that is a lot harder to do. I pr- I probably go with Rudolph. I think story wise, like I think it's like forty five minutes or so. Like it's it's a pretty good length. It gets a lot of good story across. Shrek is only about twenty minutes and. Yeah, it just kind of ends, but I, it's still fun. But yeah, I think I got to go with Rudolph. That moves forward. I'll remember. Okay. Next up, Josh, is this is going to be an easy one. Santa Paws, which we've both seen. I have seen that. <laughs> and A Christmas Story. So <laughs> if you've not seen 
either of these. Uh, Santa, Santa Paws. Paws. It's surprisingly dark. <laughs> I don't remember. So we have one here, both the Santa Buddies one and Santa Paws. I don't know which one's which. I've seen them both. What What is the title of this one? Santa Paws. Okay, that is that is the origin of the character Santa Paws. The Santa Buddies are not in it. Ah, is it good? Uh, <laughs> what's the plot? I don't know the plot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, let me. I'm, it's been years since I've seen it. So Santa gets goes to New York City because some toy, some guy that ran a toy store that he was friends with, he passed away, and he brings his dog uh, who goes by Santa Paws. Oh, okay, uh, I remember this. Yeah, but then Santa gets hit by a taxi, gets amnesia, doesn't remember who he is. Wait, Santa- why are we focusing on that? Christmas Story should win this one. Yes, I'm aware. Christmas Story <laughs> automatically wins this one, but <laughs> like, but I need to explain this movie. Uh, and then, okay. And then Santa Paws, he gets lost and gets found by these girls at this orphanage, which is kind of like Annie, but for some reason it feels more bitter than Annie. And what what else happens? Eventually, near the end, like Santa's dying because he doesn't have his crystal or that for whatever reason. Then Santa Paws gets his crystal taken and he turns back into a toy because he was a toy that was brought to life by this magic crystal. Then the the Miss Hannigan of this story uh, just takes the Santa Paws uh, toy, throws him in like the furnace. And it's just like the slow demise of a movie. Just like it's so dark for no reason. Everything works out in the end. Even as a kid, I was just like, this is dark why is it this way if you're not seeing a christmas story um you should it's good <laughs> it's good it's a bit dated and weird but like in a purposeful way i feel like and i also like i love the f- the way it feels because like it was made in the 80s but it feels like it was made like two or three decades before then yeah it feels like both an 80s movie and a 60s movie yeah and it's fun it's really weird I, the, the whole tongue stuck to the pole thing is really dark. The <laughs> My favorite fun fact about this movie, Ralphie is in the MCU. He is in Iron Man 1 as the guy that uh, Jeff Bridges yells at that Tony Stark was able to build us in a cave with a bunch of scraps. He's also far from home. He does have hair, though, in real life, so he's, he's just wearing a bald cap. He's also referenced in Iron Man 3, saying to a little kid, uh, Iron Man says, I loved you in a Christmas story, by the way. Uh and he's also in another John Favreau movie, Elf. So that's fun. Which was also on this list, Josh. What? So Crazy. next up, It's a Wonderful Life or Frosty's Winter Wonderland. <laughs> this bracket's so weird. Yeah. It's, it's one of life to go forward. Yeah, uh, easily. But last year was the first time I ever watched It's a Wonderful Life. Um, I knew the base, the base of the story, but I didn't realize that it's only like the last 20 to 30-ish minutes of the movie that's actually the Christmas part of the story. I thought that was most of it. So I found that to be really fascinating. I mean, it, the film still works. Technically, it's all Christmas and it's a reflection on his life. No, no, no. I, I know that. I completely understand that. But like my general thinking of how this movie went was because I've seen a lot of specials that do this kind of story and it's all set at Christmas time. Like they purposefully make that choice. But here, like Christmas, the actual time period of it is only at the beginning and at the end of the movie, which right. I found very interesting. Because his Christmas ghost angel, his sad time of the Christmas stresses. And then all of a sudden it's a really, really well-made film. And also it's so well-made. It's good. I, it, Frosty's Winter Wonderland is the second or third one. Uh, was that the one where uh, his wife uh, gets created? Probably. We have multiple Frosties on here. We'll oh, see. goody. I think we have multiple Frosties. That might be the first one. That might be the first one. No, f- the first one's just called Frosty Frosty. Man. Yeah, that's probably the second one. 
yeah, it's a point of life goes forward. Anyway, next up is an interesting one. I don't know which one I would think should go forward. The Santa Claus or Elf. Ooh, I, I love I, both of these films, genuinely. I got I gotta go with Elf on this one. See, the Santa Claus is just Tim Allen riffing and being like the Santa Claus is a really, really weird movie. I love it though. My biggest thing with the movie is in a world where Santa Claus does exist, why do parents not believe in Santa Claus? Yeah, it's it's never made sense to me. And more many movies do that same idea. Yeah, I I really love the world that John Favreau created for Elf, combining like the Rankin Bass specials, like Rudolph and, and all those, into like this real world also, and Will Ferrell just being the best of it. Like it works, it works really well, and I love this. I love the story of it overall. Just the the small comedic things that you can notice on every rewatch. It works really really well. I'm very happy that I actually didn't get a sequel. I gotta go with uh, Elf on this one. Also, Jess from New Girl, but blonde with no glasses, is very weird. It is weird. And she's fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Elf should go forward, but not because I necessarily think it's better, but I just think it it might be a bit more fun. Yeah, then spawn a weird sequel with Martin Short as Jack Frost, saying that he's going to get him up. No, hold on. That's also on this list, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the Santa Claus, I don't know, because better is so subjective, and they're both just fun movies. It doesn't really matter which one's better, but for the purposes of this, I think that Elf should has, has an edge up because embodies the family-friendly funness of Christmas more. Yeah. Okay. Now we're on to a bracket where things get more complicated. Goody. Next up, Josh. This is very funny to me. This one will come down probably to which one do you enjoy more. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Iron Man 3. <laughs> uh, I guess... I guess I gotta go with Iron Man three. I don't necessarily see it as a Christmas movie uh, that much on the list, though. No, I get why it's on the list, but I think in terms of enjoyment, it one that I want to watch more. I gotta go with Iron Man three. Also, yeah, I agree that one, and we're now we're both biased. Also, this is most of superhero based podcast at this point, but Iron Man three still has a fun like Christmas aesthetic, so it still definitely counts for that part. I also love the the it's a giant bunny. Calm down about it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do like both things a lot. And Rudolph is more of a, it's more of a traditional thing, of course. But I also know people who watch Iron 3 every year now. Like, it's part of some people's traditions. Uh, is, Shaz- is Shazam on this list? Of course it is. We'll get to okay, it soon. Good. I'm not going to pick and choose it. I, I just everything. wanted to make, I just wanted to make sure. We also have some weird, that's, that is among the weirder ones on this list, the superhero ones, but they definitely are kind of fun. Iron Man 3, I think should pass as well, which is so weird to me that Iron 3 is beating Shrek the Halls and Rudolph at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, if people have never seen Iron 3, Josh, very, very lightly, what is that movie about? Iron Man gets into this feud with Ben Kingsley. It, it don't end too well. He ain't got many suits to deal with. And there's this little kid. He's got a door watch to give him. And there's some Christmassy things that happen. Gwyneth Paltrow's there. Rhodey's there as well. That's all I'm going to say without spoiling things. Also, Shane Black sets all his movies at Christmas pretty much, I think. So that's why... The- the only one that fully isn't is um, the nice guys. It doesn't uh, get to Christmas until like the last like minute of the movie. But it still has to have Christmas because it's Shane Black. Yeah. So that's fun. Next up is one that I. Is a, it, they feel like they should go together in brackets. So that makes sense. Happiest season and the night before. Ooh. This they feel very similar one. in like tonality for this. And like, oh, structure. This is, 
This is a tough one because I love both of them. I'm going to go the night before. I like both, but I think Happy Season, uh, it, it goes too far into the gaslighting and a bit too much into I really shouldn't forgive you at this point. I want to go with the night before because I I always love the Christmas aesthetic at, in New York City. Um, and I think that film does it really well. Also, that cast is very fun. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so that one just moves on forward. Sorry, happy season. You're good. And Kristen Stewart, you're great. And uh, freaking uh, Firestorm in it. You're great. <laughs> so happy season is about a woman who brings her, her girlfriend home for the holidays. Her girlfriend has been out for a long time, and this woman who's bringing her home is not out to her parents that she's bringing her home to. So they just think that they're roommates, and they, they think that her girlfriend's an orphan. Well, she is, technically speaking, but her girlfriend's out at 19. And they just say, oh, are you the orphan? Many times in this movie. <laughs> but basically, uh, they, this family has is very passionate about the nuclear family image, this perfection uh, ideals, and the dad's running for mayor. So he cannot uh, have any of his voters lose because of homophobia and stuff like that. But it's very much a, oh, got to hide our our girlfriend back in the closet. And she does a lot of things that I don't think are very great to her in this movie. Also, Aubrey Plaza's in it. And she's also gay in this. And that's fun. <laughs> I, love, I just love the phrasing of that. <laughs> Aubrey Plaza is gay for Kristen Stewart, sort of. Go on, Josh. What is the night before about? So the night before, it's about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and Anthony Mackie. Uh, ever since Joseph's parents uh, died, they've spent every single Christmas together, just having fun, doing a lot of things. But now in the present, Seth Rogen, he's about to have a baby, and Anthony Mackie is a very Seth big, Rogen's famous... character, by the way. Not yes. Seth Rogen's about to have a baby. <laughs> I'm speaking in terms of the movie characters. Uh, Anthony Mackie, is, uh, he's a big football star, so their time together is really coming to an end, and so this is going to be their last big Christmas together, and just all the highs and lows of having fun with one another, but also coming to terms with who they are and where their lives are going. It's a very fun movie. So the night before moves forward, because there's less gaslighting. Correct. <laughs> and Christmas in New York is fun. I think everyone's great in both movies. Again, it's just about that. It's the our random preferences for whatever arbitrary reasons we choose. <laughs> Next up, Josh, is Let It Snow and Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. <laughs> hmm. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas is fun. It's very cute. I, I think I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go with uh, Once Upon a Christmas. I think Let It Snow, it's fun, and I, and I like the cast, but it, it doesn't do a whole lot for me to really just stand out amongst the rest of these kinds of Love Actually type of Christmas movies. Let It Snow has Shamik Moore? Yeah. Name? Yeah, mm -hmm. we played uh, Miles Morales in the Spider-Verse. It has Dora the Explorer herself, <laughs> Isabel Merced. It's fun, but I, Mickey is just, I'm not a huge like Disney buff or family whatever, but it's, I think it's cuter and let us know is a bit more average. Yee. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey, you're not average. Congrats. <laughs> Josh, you ready to the next one? Sure. The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Oh, boy. <laughs> Or the original, original Grinch, uh, very, very short animated film. Martin Short going ham, and there's time travel. I think because of how iconic Grinch is and just like the rewatchability of it, I gotta go with that. Because I've tried rewatching The Santa Claus 3. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's the worst one of the three. Yeah. It's the biggest nay of the three. There we go. But I, I don't know. I think it's just... 
the the random ideas of let's have all these amazing like mythical figures and oh well, this is canada <laughs> they just it's such a nonsense movie and the idea of having jack frost played by martin short with his wonderful frosted tips that's really funny to me and he comes in and the whole idea of him time traveling back in time with with saint nick boy chris kringle boy and making him become Santa Claus and his weird, very uncomfortable looking frosty attitude. It's just weird and fun. Not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it has a weird charm to the plot. Like, it's not good, but it's kind of fun. But I guess because the iconicness of the Grinch. <laughs> uh, I think a different Grinch will have one off of that other Grinch, though. Probably. We'll get that too, hopefully. So... That's the OG Grinch then. Wins past that one, I guess. I'll I'll wait. I will forfeit my escape clause. <laughs> Next up, Josh, is a Christmas story makes a return against gremlins, which I keep forgetting is Christmas time. Ooh. I because I keep forgetting it's Christmas time, I'm gonna go with Christmas story again. Yeah, gre- gremlins it's it's a lot of fun, but I gotta go with uh, Christmas story on this one. I think gremlins is fine. I don't like I'm not super attached to it personally. I always thought, like, I seen it, I think, two years ago now. Uh, I watched five movies in one day. That was one of the movies I watched <laughs> the first <laughs> time. And I thought, this movie is interesting, but it also has some nonsense rules. I'm, yeah, yeah. okay, I'm giving this one a nay out of the two options solely because the dumb rules of don't feed it after midnight. What does that mean? Because after is so vague. When does it reset again? Yeah, because isn't it technically, isn't it always after midnight? It's always after a midnight. Time is relative. So gremlins suck it. <laughs> Chris Story, you go for it, I think. Yeah. Next up is the original Frosty the Snowman, Josh. The one, the one that we first talked about that wasn't the sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. very cute film. Very cute. I like it a lot. Or Jim Carrey's Grinch. Gotta go with my boy Jim Carrey on this one. I literally put it in your nickname today. It's not a skirt. It's a kilt. Sicko. It's a skirt. It's a kilt. Sicko. That movie is so bizarre, but for all the right reasons. It's among my favorite Christmas movies because it's so random. And Jim Carrey had to endure CIA level torture training to sit through the makeup on and off every day. God, it's but his performance is amazing. He can still do the face even without makeup on. Which is insane. That is, it's just a, it's a good movie. And I know people, still, some people don't like it. They prefer the original animated one or the new animated one, which I do not prefer at all. Uh, and this one, it just, it captures the same spirit of the book, but also like actually adding things to it, like in a positive way and not just dragging the story out. It feels like we could actually have been like a character study on why this guy is as grumpy as he is. I also think he was born like just evil and hating Christmas. <laughs> movie. Like he came in, his entire he also is i think very horny in this movie yes a lot of people are in this movie it's very weird the gun that shoots chris's lights onto the roof and stuff <laughs> it's a very fun movie if you've not seen and it's that one's a classic go watch it for christmas have a good also happy christmas people merry hanukkah <laughs> perfect perfect way of phrasing it and here comes the grinch again josh the 2018 grinch oh goody or the charlie brown christmas that one's obvious to me Char- charlie, charlie brown. brown christmas it's it's not it's only iconic. it's 
it still works so well to this day. Yeah, I think like, it's fantastic. Even if you don't get, get behind the whole true meaning of Christmas idea and like the Jesus thing, it's still really cute and really fun. And I'd also think the 2018 Grinch is painfully average. It's so average. I paid money to see that in theaters, and I don't know why. I don't normally insult a movie on this podcast. I also edit out most time that Josh does. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just targeted me like I'm the only one. You and you actually say bad at our movie more than often I do. Yeah, that's true. We try to keep things neutral or subjective and positive in general. That's the whole thing about spreading. We had a person on the top podcast called Wholesome Film Talk, Josh. It's kind of a vibe a lot of times. But this movie isn't bad. It's not good. It's just whatever. It's there. <laughs> it's there. So it probably around Christmas by default wins anyway. <laughs> also, Nito said had, I've had to use a trump card in this first round. So we might, we're about to lose those trump cards in a minute. Oh, boy. It's a Wonderful Life or Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Look, I grew up with Home Alone 2. Uh, it's not as good as the first by any measure. But it's so much fun. But I gotta I go with "It's a Wonderful the, Life." Yeah, the the it is the Christmas movie to most people. I think. Yeah, that's I like, It's hard to argue with that. I don't know if it's going to win overall, but it should definitely beat out these first two rounds. I think by just being what it is. Yeah. So "It's like, a Wonderful Life" goes through. I think for me as yeah. well. I'll still watch Home Alone two every year, but like, yeah, Home Alone two also Macaulay Culkin stops acting in it, so all his lines really like a serial killer. If you're interested, I back my freshman year in college, I made a Home Alone 2 horror trailer. So go check that out on my YouTube channel, Josh Rudolph. Yeah, that's fun. But you like Home Alone, Josh. Oh, and I love it. So speaking of Home Alone, Home Alone. <laughs> what? Or The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I treat more as a Halloween movie. But I had it on here because, of course, it has to be on here still. And Home Alone wins to me. Oh, easily. Also, I love... I've. It's so funny that you put those two together because in... Like the me- the melody line of the theme song for both uh, for Home Alone and This Is Halloween, uh, they're very close together. But Home Alone came first. So did Danny Elfman steal a bit? Because they sound, if you listen to them side by side, it, they can sound very close to each other. It also could just but, happen sometimes. Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. But still, I think it's it's fascinating. This is a random seed generation. Not even, I, didn't, I didn't do the order of this. So yeah, I just, that, the, yeah, that's funny. But Home Alone is... It's so good. It it just it works so well. Like this is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 <laughs> What's the theme for Home Alone? Is it similar? Is it similar to that one? That that It's 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 somewhat similar. Yeah, it's very similar. Home Alone one. He's still a psychopath. He just has more acting in it. And at night before Christmas was on a Halloween bracket instead. That one might be higher to me. Yeah, because the aesthetic. Well, it's Christmas, like, plot-wise, it's still... Also, it's cultural appropriation. That's what the movie's about. It's very much Halloween aesthetic, and more than this Christmas aesthetic. The aesthetic of these movies often helps support the Christmas feel. If we're comparing the first two Home Alone movies, uh, it, in the first film, him attacking them makes more sense because they're trying to break into his house. Second one, he directly lures them to a murder house. Yeah, it's a lot more uh, psychopathic. Still fun. Absolutely insane. Josh, oh, you know boy. Shazam. I do. Shazam is a movie. And we have a sequel come out soon, which we talked about Black Iron in the last podcast. We did. So Shazam won with Zachary Levi and Asher Angel. They're actors. Correct. And this movie is going up against The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> uh, I got to go with. Claus is in that movie. 
Yeah, but Shazam has the Christmas vibe throughout the whole thing. Narnia doesn't have it till like the last quarter of the movie from my memory. I like I never I never got a re- true Christmas vibe from that from that movie if I'm being honest. True. I feel very wintry though. Like oh, it whole... had a it had a winter vibe for most of the movie. But I will say that also Shazam, if you're not comparing Christmas stuff still, I still prefer watching Shazam. Yes. So that alone okay, they're both fun and good, but I think Shazam wins. Prep and landing. Ooh. Versus Fred Claus. I gotta go prep and landing on this one. I don't know about this one. I have Fred Claus on my shelf. I love the inventiveness of prep and landing. Like the the whole idea of these elves, like go house to house to prepare um, for Santa to get there. Just uh, it's only like 20 minutes and it's very compact, but it works really well. And it's, it still holds up and it's still so funny. I'm going to use my trump card on you, Josh. I think that uh, this movie not only is more fun, but Paul Giamatti. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. But Kevin Spacey. Uh, I retract my statement. <laughs> Good. Kevin Landing goes forward on account of Kevin Spacey. I love the dead silence after I said Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> but Paul Giamatti is Santa Claus. I, they have a fight with Santa Claus in a mall. I'm not saying Fred Claus isn't a fun time, but Kevin Spacey. <laughs> you erased my trump card with a higher power. <laughs> Okay, 
So I guess percolating goes forward. Okay. Next up, Santa Buddies or a Good Luck Charlie Christmas special. Oh, Good Luck Charlie. For some reason, my mind thought that that was Charlie Brown. Yeah, uh, Good Luck Charlie. Yeah, I would agree because they also have a really awesome like LARP paintball battle. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to join that. The only downside is if you get shot immediately, just lay there for like eight hours. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, so that, it's so authentic. That's a fun movie. Santa Buddies is boring. Fight me. Yeah. It has Christopher Lloyd, but he does nothing. It's our taste, people. Come on. Anyway. Ah. <laughs> Please still hire us as directors. That's our field. Please don't cancel us for saying we don't like Santa Buddies. <laughs> Next up, Josh. Elf versus the one where Tim Allen battles his robot self, the Santa Claus 2. <laughs> I think I've seen Santa Claus 2 all the way through like one time in my life, so I gotta go with Elf. <laughs> okay. I will raise you the idea of, of Tim Allen trying to seduce a woman with magic. And it works. <laughs> and I'll raise you. That movie did not really interest me much as a kid to warrant any rewatches. Okay, so I, will say it's, I will say it's worth one, re- one rewatch. I imagine it probably is. But for now, my answer's Elf. You know what? F it. Why not? Elf goes forward. Hold on. The next one. No. Those are my favorites. <laughs> I want both of those to go forward. Okay. Anyway, the next one is the Rankin Bass Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which was my favorite Rankin Bass film because it was a Santa Claus superhero origin story. Ed versus Klaus. And Klaus wins to me. Oh, Klaus very easily wins. But Santa Claus is Coming to Town has a special place in my heart for me because mm-hmm. it always felt like this is his origin story. <laughs> we get it. We get his moment. <laughs> and I like the idea of. Also, there's just some skinny redhead with Santa Claus. It's pretty funny to me. Yeah. Some, some freaking ginger. It's a good movie, though. Ginger or not, it's still a good movie. <laughs> we, we apologize to all gingers out there. If yeah. you want to be Santa Claus, then be Santa Claus. No. Stop it. Gingers, <laughs> gingers can't have Christmas. Moving forward. <laughs> a Muppet's Christmas Carol or Mickey's Christmas Carol. Wow. Ooh. That's Ooh. really funny. I I like Mickey's more. I think it's darker as well. Hmm. Uh, this is... The, hmm. Mickey's Christmas Carol I watched a lot as a kid. But also, I, I, I'm not a huge Muppets guy. You know that. But Mickey's Christmas Carol to me, I think it was interesting because of the way, the way that they used the characters. Like, they, everyone that they had was perfectly well made for it. And when mm-hmm. I watched the Muppet one, I didn't feel that same vibe as much all the time. I think I got to go with the with Mickey's on this one because that was my first introduction to um, the story of A Christmas Carol. Uh, it was for me too, I think. Despite it only being like between 20, 30 minutes, I don't remember how long it is. It still gets to tell and the story we won't in look a very it up meaningful either. way. We will not look at the time. That's I mean, extra effort. No. I mean, I could. No. Moving on. <laughs> we have a really, really weird film and then we have Chevy Chase. So we have, you know, I, the what's Polar the weird Express. Film? Oh boy. Or... Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I raise you Chevy Chase as a problem as well in this one. Correct. Good actor, but Chevy Chase. Correct. And then we have Polar Express, which is why does he keep making these weird mocap films? With... And Tom Hanks is interesting. I think despite Chevy Chase as a whole, that film is still incredibly funny and it's very the, vi- the vibes of Christmas works really well for it. Polar yeah. Express is fun, 
but as like an adult and like seeing everything happen, it just like it doesn't carry the same kind of vibe as it did for me when I was a kid watching it. Santa Claus is clearly real. We all know that. That's not a problem. But in in the poor express world, per se, hypothetically, if Santa Claus was not real, just just hypothetically in our world, not hypothetically, I know he is clearly, but hypothetically, if you get a bell, and in real life, if you stop believing in Santa Claus, and you ring and you hear it, it makes the whole movie's plot fall apart in your eyes. Correct. So the idea of using an actual real life object for that, for making the idea of belief, kind of hurts that plot, because people, will, kids will do that, and be like, oh. I believe, and you hear it ringing in front of don't believers, and they can hear it, and then it it ruins that plot. Also, why is there a hobo on the train who's also a ghost man? Because he's the Tom Hanks hobo man. Is he Santa Claus? There's so many theories about that movie, but also I really don't care. <laughs> I think it's funny. I knew someone who looked exactly like the nerd kid in real life, uh, <laughs> and I want to show you a picture of him later. He talked the same way too. It's very funny. So I guess Christmas Vacation moves forward because I don't care enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, also Christmas Vacation actually bothers to name the characters. In the credits for the characters in Polar Express, the main kid, the boy, he's just called Hero Boy. Is he actually? Yes. And then the main girl, Hero Girl. They're not heroes, though. But they the derail everything. <laughs> they literally. cause the problems. Yeah, literally derail. Also, why in that movie did Tom Hanks uh, take the girl like on the top of the train to get her to the front of the train? Like they build trains so you can go through the compartments and not have to, you know, climb on the top of the train. Further questioning, why in the world did they want to kick a child off the train for not having a ticket? That literally makes no sense. No one should have tickets. It's a, it's a this train. It's it's one thing for like a little kid to think that like and it's the nerd kid that thinks that but like for the movie to actually really suggest that's what's gonna happen is kind of insane. Oh yeah, what are these plots about, Josh? Polar Express, uh, hero boy. He he don't believe in no Santa, or he doesn't know if he believes in Santa. The magical train shows up on the street, somehow not waking up the entire neighborhood. Uh, they go it drives into speed the run North faster. Uh, he goes North Pole. Santa's there. Bells. Uh, he hears ringing. There's girl. There's nerdy boy. There's weird, creepy elves. It looks all terrifying, but it also has some fun. Christmas vibes. vacation. Uh, go. Uh, the Griswolds. They're having Christmas. Lights on houses. Things uh, shenanigans. Uh, Randy Quaid's there. He's got mail plate in his head. Uh, it's all crazy fun times. And then Klaus. What's that about? Postman goes to town where they all where there's two families. They both hate each other. They're fighting all the time. He meets the woodsman played by uh, J.K. Simmons, who's also going to turn out to be Santa Claus. Uh, and then what? they start a whole Spoiler. they all uh they started together this whole thing of him making letters so he can make money to get home and then klaus makes also toys jason schwartzman from scott pilgrim correct jk simmons he makes toys for the children brings the whole families together and everything peace comes from everything next up we are finally on round two of this whole bracket now oh boy iron man three versus the night before i gotta I go with the, i gotta go with the night before on this which one's more fun to watch? I gotta go with, if we're if we're speaking purely Christmas movies, then I gotta go with Night Before. Okay, I'll sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would rather watch Iron Man three any day, and I, I don't, personally get the Christmas vibe still from that equally. I but. I don't see whenever I watch it, I don't my body and brain doesn't think uh, I'm watching a Christmas movie. I always do. That's part of it. So that's interesting. But I guess I'll go the night before because it is more explicitly Christmas. And if you want to say which one's a better Christmas movie, 
but not a better movie that happens to be a Christmas movie. Night Before would win that. But also, our rules change constantly in this arbitrary game. So, Correct. Night Before moves forward. Cool. Next up was Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, or was was it the OG Grinch that one? Yeah, or OG Grinch. Ooh, ooh. This is I guess tough. I guess OG Grinch to me because iconicness more than Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas it is a direct like, reading of the book. So yeah, that's, you, you that's pretty good. I guess. Yeah, and the, and the animation style holds up really well. And Burles and whatever the guy's name is that narrates the voices Grinch, he's fantastic. Boris Karloff, that's the name. Yeah, Josh, I agree. <laughs> uh, that was between. So you, we say OG Grinch goes past Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. Yes. We're being a book translation anyway. It's good. Next is A Christmas Story or The Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh, I got be, be biased gonna, here. Mm, uh, I think, yeah, we have. I think we just both have to this point. It's solely Carrie's performance. I think two years ago, you and me uh, and my girlfriend and our friends watched it all together. Very fun. <laughs> Very fun. Uh, I love this movie. And I, it is nonsense. Most, most Christmas films are nonsense, but it's but fun, the, nonsense. fun nonsense. Yeah. That one wasn't hard. A Christmas story is still great. You'll shoot your eye out. It's a good movie. But this is a matter of, at this point, just preference, and that's okay. And we might do this every year and make the bracket jollier and biggier. Not, not bigger, biggier. We'll see what happens. Good. How planned was this? Vaguely. <laughs> Next up is uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas or Home Alone. This one's tricky because it also comes to the cultural thing. I who Home Alone hmm. did make the most money out of any Christmas movie ever in the box office, or a total total of money now at this point. So I, as as I get older and I learn more about film and like find better appreciation in other films of their filming, I gotta go with Home Alone. Are you willing to change your mind because of the cultural impact of the Charlie Brown one? That's what that's uh it's tough. It's because it's, while both are good, I think most adults know the other one even more. Or think of when they think of Christmas, they go to the Charlie Brown one first. Because I know a lot of people don't even think of Home Alone as a Christmas movie, genuinely. Like it's less of a debate than a lot of movies, like Die Hard, for instance, but it's still like because it's not about the whole time about Christmas, Christmas. It's about like but you also don't ever see anyone watching Home Alone outside of Christmas time. Yes, I do. What do you mean? You do? Yeah. Who? I don't go watch it all year. Like, that's a year round. We feel like it doesn't matter what time of year. Fascinating. fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. I'm not like I don't care enough, but I'm just I'm trying to think of which one actually should pass past this. Um, hmm. I think it was one should maybe go to the uh Charlie Brown. That's why. Yeah, I'm th- I'm thinking, I'm debating. We need a third person here. Because <laughs> a debate with people does not work very well. Especially when one person keeps saying I don't really care anyway. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine, I'll I'll go I'll go for the, how much that hurt you Brown. to say. A lot. And also, it is a weird thing for people to say that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie when every film takes place at Christmas besides the third one. 
Well, I guess definitely it is a Christmas movie, but it's a matter of like, it's still more soft than hard. That's all it is. And that is not, that part isn't really, a, that's just how the system works. If you, you, you can tweak the story to be a different holiday, to be a different idea with that. But I will say that it's great. And I want to watch it soon. Have you watched it yet this year? I've been in the process of watching it. Uh, it's just, I've been working so much. I haven't, and I've been rewatching the matrix. It's been a lot. Yeah. Also matrix matrix resurrections. Go see that. I saw you liked it. It's good. Uh, it's a wonderful life, Josh. Or yeah. Shazam. It's, it's wonderful life. Yeah. <laughs> Shazam is great and I love it, but yeah, you can't it fight against it's a wonderful yeah. life. <laughs> it's hard to fight this one. This might come on top by like by accident. It is, the chain it has is just a spare line. It's it's more to see who can put the best fight against it. And so far it was up to Frosty or Shazam or Home Alone, too. So all those so far if you might be my it's wonderful life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is Prep and Landing, or Good Luck Charlie Christmas. I think Prep and Landing. Prep and Landing. Cool. Like I still, I still watch Good Luck Charlie Christmas every year because my family loves that movie. Oh, it's well, fun. Us- usually, but yeah, it's gotta be Prep I've and seen Landing it once. It's fun, and it actually ties into the rest of the show as a whole, which I found very interesting. This one's gonna be hard for both of us, I think. Elf or Klaus, which uh... everyone passes forward now. This is a meaningful one. Oh, I think Elf is a better film. I'm not, oh, sorry. I, meant, is, I meant to say Klaus. I think Klaus is a better film. Oh, this is so tough. Elf, oh. I think, is more fun to watch. But Klaus, I think, captures Christmas a bit more with the whole idea. But oh, the spirit of it, it's about the creation of the character. It's about this, this coming together, this camaraderie of a lot of people. They both have that element. But Elf is definitely more aimed at kids, where Klaus is a, a more of a anyone just go and experience this feeling oh this is also the animation in klaus are you okay with conceding klaus i'll give you back the one if you do this i'll give you back the home alone instead of (laughs) instead of a christmas story it's not about it's not about conceding that's not what it is because i love both of these films and i think it's it's hard for me because i've watched elf since i was like a small child and klaus is fairly recent but it's so good uh I think I I think I gotta go with Klaus because like I watched it last year. Uh and then like, you know the year before was when it came out. Like the more I see it is becoming a tradition for me. Yeah, it's it's very good. And the fact that it got nominated for a best animated Oscar, because that very rarely happens for any kind of Christmas movie or any movie that isn't Disney Pixar DreamWorks. It's hard seeing a newer movie become a tradition so fast too for a lot of people. And this yeah. definitely did that. Culturally, this swept everyone so fast. So, Klaus, uh, you beat Elf. I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry, Elf. I, don't I, stop putting up, buddy. I get it. I get it. You're, I get it. Go find your dad. Get away from here. <laughs> anyway, next up is I think it's Mickey's Christmas Carol or Christmas Vacation. I gotta go Christmas Vacation. Yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard for anything that's a Christmas Carol kind of thing because there's so many different versions of it. Right. And Mickey's Christmas Carol is really fun, but there's only one Christmas vacation. (laughs) The way that's phrased like it's not a movie, just like there's only one vacation you can do on Christmas. That's it. I mean, it's Bahamas or no deal. Anyway. Exactly. 
Next up, we're on the, the third round, Josh. We're getting tighter now. Uh, cool. It is the night before OG Grinch. I, again, night before is a is a recent thing, but I don't think it stands up enough against the original Grinch movie. Yeah, I think I think it's I still Jack think the Grinch. other Grinch is better, but I think right now it beats the night before. Yeah, I still I still love watching night before, but yeah, I gotta go with Grinch. Okay, so we're probably, probably around Christmas or Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh, I think Jim Carrey still wins this one. This is tough because you got one this- that we love watching, but again, the the cultural significance of Charlie Brown. So that's <sighs> has one either of them made it too far now. That's the question. <laughs> so who, needs, who needs to be knocked out of peg? <laughs> should we be biased or should we go with culture? I don't know. We're we're very inconsistent with it. <laughs> Well, it's a matter of how, how much is the culture. I think uh, I, th- I think Reese. I think over the years, I've been watching Jim Carrey's Grinch more than I have been Charlie Brown. I agree. I also think that the Jim Carrey one has still has the cultural element to it. Yeah. So I'm. I think I can pass again. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie Brown. It. You're gone now. Yep. That's fascinating. Next up is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Or? Or, oh, God. Good luck, Charlie Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who? Which one to pick? Could be a jerk saying it was the wrong one. No, it's it's a wonderful life. I think I have to go back and forth again. Yeah. Now it's Klaus or... <laughs> Christmas vacation. Uh, it's Klaus. As much as I love watching Christmas vacation right. every year, yeah, it's I gotta Klaus. go with Klaus. This is now a very interesting ranking for our last movies. You know what, what we have? We, here? Got? we have the original Grinch versus the Jim Carrey Grinch right now for this, for this first bracket. We, we're not in the last four. Glad that lined up. So our final four is. Oh, his OG Grinch versus Jimmy Carey Grinch. And then It's a Wonderful Life versus Klaus. Oh, my God. Oh, those last few. Okay, so let's get the Grinches out of the way. Um, <laughs> well, and Jim, Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Anyway, this is a tough one. Because <laughs> you've got the ultimate Christmas movie, but you also have a new one that's so well made also. <sighs> okay, I will say his last, I guess, four. His last three are all equally pretty much amazing. So go watch all of them, guys. We could end it here to that one, but no, that's not how it works. Nah, there there must be a winner decided. Would you want to just end in the top two instead? Hmm, maybe. Let's let's see how let's see where this debate goes. So it's one of our life. Well, we're both on the same side if we like both of these. Yeah, that, think, all, all these three, we love them all. I think solely by it. I don't know if it's one of our life can lose this. I'm trying to think. I don't <laughs> I don't think it can. It's it's legacy, it's legacy and its impact is too great, and it's it, still it's still so well made. But is it fair to just get that movie and I'm not quitting against everything all the whole bracket? Is that fair? It's not just a good Christmas movie, it's, it's a, a good great movie. movie is and the so, thing. But so is Klaus too. Okay. Hmm. Honestly, <laughs> viewers, write in, please. Email us right now at nerdtalkproductionsyt and tell us your answer for each question. 
So yeah. until, until you find your winner for this. I'm very curious what other people's opinions are so please, on all these. NerdTalkProductionsYT at gmail.com or tweet at us at a hashtag GeekSpeakPod. Follow along with us and do this bracket. I'd love to hear your your final winners. Hmm. I think It's Wonderful Life has to win. I think I think so too. It's it's such a but, tough thing. But does but... it beat Jim Carrey Grinch still? <laughs> you know, I think Jim Carrey beats It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> do, do, do we do it? Do we? Am I the drama? We can, we, we the... can do we can do it just to piss people off. You know what? Yeah, let's do it, Josh. <laughs> just like our arbitrary yays or nays. This will be arbitrary because Jim Carrey's sicko line. That's why. Only that. that that's why. Sicko. Sicko. That wins. You go cool with that? If 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 Jimmy Stewart said that uh, in that way in It's a Wonderful Life, then he would win. George, no, George, I'm George Bailey. Ah. I'm George Bailey. This is ah. how we talk in the 40s. <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk George Bailey now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Mary. Ah, so my so- kids. My kids. I, I hate them so much. <laughs> Please stop. Get them out of here. I was on the ice and my ear. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's only just for Jim Carrey's sicko line. Yeah. Just to piss people off where you are giving it to Jim Carrey's Grinch <laughs> as the ultimate Christmas movie. And this could change next year when we both watch more movies. That is so true. Who knows? Yeah, that's the bracket, Josh. Crazy. Wow, that was fun. That was, was that a big jolly bracket for you? That was, in fact, a big jolly bracket. Wait, we still haven't done the honorable mentions. Oh, you're right. Uh, I, uh, yep, movies. I have seen Miracle on 34th Street. It's quite good. The original, I don't agree with that much. I've seen both. Josh, what's one that you've seen that you like? Besides Die Hard, I guess. Or I guess Die Hard. Uh, did, didn't you say you had my, my movies listed out? Earlier. <laughs> uh, uh, let me look at my uh, shelf of movies here. Office Christmas Party with Jason Bateman and Jennifer Aniston. That one's fun. Never seen it. Last Christmas uh, with Amelia Clark. That, that one's fun. I've seen The Night Before Christmas with a K, like K-Night. Uh, oh, that, that movie with Vanessa Hudgens? Uh-huh. It's I'm, fine. Don't I, see it. Look, it's, I'm, I'm not a fan of Hallmarky Christmas-type movies. If you are, that's fine. You do you. I, I have seen one not. good Hallmark Christmas movie. One, and that's A Dog Named Christmas. Here's an it, interesting question. Wait, hold on, Josh. Do you remember in Max Cable's big move, uh, The Bully? Yes. Noel Fisher. He is in A Dog Named Christmas as the lead. And he is phenomenal. He plays someone who's very clearly on the spectrum and had a lot of struggles. And he gets it all. And it's all about looking this literally a dog named the dog Christmas. And it's very sweet. So that is actually a good Hallmark Christmas movie. You guys can watch. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So my question: Would you consider Little Women uh, a kind of Christmas movie? Because it's over a long period of time, I don't know. I also didn't count Harry Potter's on here. That's true. Harry Potter. Does I, know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't count them because it takes place over many months. Like if it takes place over seasons, then I, don't, I didn't count it. Uh, I'm trying. Spider-Verse is uh, an accidental Christmas movie, which I did not include in here. That's but true. That's fine. Uh, a Christmas Chronicles. That one's, you ha- I've only seen the first one. That one's actually really fun. If you want to see Kurt Russell as Santa with this amazing beard, go watch it. I didn't realize you had seen it, so it would have been on the list. So interesting. Uh, it is good. Love actually. Uh, that's a good one. It's the it's the first of those like you know big holiday themed uh, cast movies, but because it's the first one, it was actually good. What if the next kissing booth is at Christmas, Josh? How about we stop? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, happy holidays, everyone. 
It's been a lot recently. It just, ah. But I will say our first episode of next year will, of course, have some more house because naturally, of course, it has to. Of course. But it will also be the first half of the next episode will be about a recap of this year, a review of Crazy. one. And then the second half of the episode will be about what are we most look, looking forward to in that year. So our most anticipated films and comic books and games and stuff like that. Anyway, thank you all for a wonderful year, uh, or at least half a year probably is more accurate, for podcasting together. And if you are at all inclined, please email us over, over this few weeks. We will definitely read all the emails. We will see any tweets you all send us. We've not gotten it yet. And I know we have listeners. We've seen the, the analytics, so we know people listen to this podcast. But email in. It'd be fun. And we'll talk about your comments, questions, concerns. If you, if you just want to call Josh dickhead or me a dickhead, that can be happen. It's fine. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna leave it at just calling me one and not you. I mean that's fine too. It's part of it's part of the podcast questions we send in. <laughs> anyway, where can people find you, Josh? Uh Instagram, J underscore Rudy16, Twitter, J underscore Rudy28, YouTube at Josh Rudolph, and Letterboxd at nerd for film 28 And you can find me in my house. Please don't actually do that. You can find me uh, on Twitter at the Theater Nerd, on TikTok at that nerd and theater. Or I also run the Nerd Talk Productions pages. So the YouTube, the Twitter, which is at nerdtalk underscore prod, which again, tweeted us at using hashtag geekspeakpod. Tell us your bracket results. If you want, I also po- will post the bracket we had on Twitter so you all can go through it as well um, and find out your results. And lastly, you can find me on the email, nerdtalkproductions at yt at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening to us this past five months like that. It's been wonderful, and we love having you. It's been fun. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Stay warm. Enjoy some cocoa. Enjoy some company of friends and family. If you can safely, get your boosters and get your vaccines. Be safe. Yes. Also, watch movies. Play games. More. Bye. Bye. 